Drood. Drood, everybody. So um, from last time, I decided to do the greetings in, in Iranian language. So in Iranian language, Drood means hello. It's a very, uh, very uh, ancient, old way of saying hello. These days, Iranians say hello in different ways, but I would prefer this authentic old way of saying it, which is original and very Iranian in terms of its origins, where it's coming from, the words and the meanings and all of that, which means Drood means health to you. So that's 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 uh, sort of in the meaning of the word. Uh, it's a, I'm very happy I'm doing the fourth episode of my podcast. This is um, January the 10th, 2021. And um, I'm very happy doing this episode. Uh, so I have a lot to talk about today. So I just wanted to re- remind myself and those who might be listening to the podcast that this is a very personal podcast and it, nothing is researched for this podcast. Random, random ideas, thoughts, and experiences that come to my mind or happen to me. Um, and if... I find them interesting, something that uh, makes me excited and I find them interesting. I would like to share those experiences with you guys. And also at the same time, it's like audio journals. And also nothing is um, edited in this podcast. So all your listen is one shot that I take for this whole podcast. Nothing is edited and nothing is researched. It's very informal. So just listen to the podcast, uh, having all these things in mind, knowing that uh, what you're listening to. Um, so uh, a lot of random things just wanted to talk about today. Um, I've, I watched a very interesting documentary c- called Glisten. Uh, it was nominated uh, for Academy Award uh one of the documentary movies uh in that category for the best documentary movie um so it's about a um an american uh football player uh steve gleason and he so he was a he was a good great player he's 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 played very well in, in his career and then after a while he was he was diagnosed with als which is a uh uh neurological kind of disorder in a sense that will damage muscles over time longitudinally. So um, the the contrasts in the movie and the dialogues in the movie, the conversations that happen in the movies are spectacular. I highly recommend watching the documentary. I watched it at the worst time. Uh, emotionally, I think I should have waited a little bit more for it to watch because it's very sad movie, but it's very real because um, talks about some of the things that we all think about them all the time. Uh, the idea of, of, of compassion, the idea of kindness, the idea of um, eternity, life, death, uh, salvation, all those ideas are, are discussed in real context. This is a real world discussion of those concepts. It's not something that you go to a panel and they're, they're, they're discussed. It's something that you see that those those characters in the documentary, they're feeling uh, those emotions, the, 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 the feeling of fear, of death, the, fe- the, the, the idea of that you think projecting 
your way of salvation on others in people and how they feel about it, how they feel happy and satisfied when, when they do something like that. So all of that, those nuances happen in the movie. Honestly, uh, so this movie ha- has been on my list to watch for a very long time, uh, more than uh, two or three years, I guess, or more than that. So I'm happy I watched it finally. It's on Amazon Prime, if you guys want to watch it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The, the, enjoyed it. Uh, and Glisten is—he's he, still alive, and he's still uh, uh, fighting, and he's—he has his own his own charity. Um, uh, so that's one thing I just wanted to talk about. Let me uh, cross that out. Um, okay. Uh, so that's Gleason was one of them. The other thing that um, I often uh, find it interesting is that there is a lot of there are a lot of cross cultural similarities between Iranian culture and others. So seeing that pattern over time, I've anybody like if all of us should realize that we're all humans, we're all the same, we're not different. Um, if we look different, we're not different. We're all the same. We have the same fear. We 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 show the same love. We we would like to have the loved ones around us. We would like to help. We would like to be kind. We would like to have a happy, uh, successful life. Um, relationships between parents and children, specifically, was interesting. I was I was I was I was listening and watching a clip in which this was discussed and mentioned that um so the italian guy the italian guy was saying that oh my parents are they never they had no idea where which school i was going to when i was a kid and the guy is in his uh, late 40s or so so i hear the same same thing from uh the iranians that come from that generation so you'll see they say the same thing so it's very interesting that it seems like, except from those uh, people who might be isolated from the rest of the world, for example, those who live in Amazon forests, for example, tropical forests, except from those, it seems to to me that there is some kind of, um, I don't want to call it zeitgeist, but I would just want to say that some sort of collective uh, feeling or collective emotion universal collective emotion in the world that we are in one way or another we're kind of connected and we kind of do things in similar ways so this kind of brings us bring it down to the nature of human being once we can understand it then unfortunately maybe many manipulate humans based on that understanding that that the human brain pretty much works the same way no matter where you are it, it is de- developed the same way it can be affected the same way right but i don't i didn't look at it from that angle i looked at it from the angle of love and compassion that how for example italian families uh, from the older generations mention the same things that i hear from Iranian generations coming from those uh, Iranian older generations mentioning the same, talking about the same topic. So that was interesting that just wanted to mention, uh, kind of related to that topic. I've been thinking that um, uh, uh, for ch- for kids, for children, if, if they are supposed to learn 
certain things that when they get older, those things will help them to um, get creative, uh, get busy, get playful. Uh, are what are those kind of what are what are those items or those things that you would like to teach your your children or your making sure that they get exposed to them? So I've been thinking very broadly speaking. I guess uh, I mean I'm sure this. Uh, the uh, how you live your life to how to interact with others social life all of that they are important right but just saying that um when you get to 40 50 30 if you were raised in a family that parents always encouraged and maybe in some cases maybe forced the kids to do these things one number one doing at least one specific kind of sport being sporty active outdoorsy is great but i'm just saying that uh, i'm taking it one step uh, uh further i'm just i'm just saying that maybe if i when i'm raising my kids if i say that okay you need to get good at playing tennis and at the very early ages i do it uh, i make them do this or with uh when they are having a good time of course not forcing them um that's one thing uh one specific sport if they can know and learn it from the early ages again start doing it i'm saying early ages because when they're very when they're when a child or very young because when they get to the older ages they don't need to start learning a new skill or a new way of life and they have things that they can use and make their life even better especially for example if they are do- during a very difficult time like quarantine or a pandemic these sport mean active ex- will be extremely helpful i mean i don't need to talk about the advantages of benefits of being active physic physically active the other thing is art and specifically music and specifically learning one instrument i know that in in the us uh, it's it's uh, it's um it's, i've seen a lot of i see a lot of families that they uh, they learn about one instrument some schools also encourage that uh motivate students to learn an instrument as an elective but back in iran uh it's not it's not taught like that but music is in our daily lives in a sense but it's not taken seriously like all the other good things that are not taken seriously in that regime um so that's a different story but uh that these two things knowing one specific sport and one specific kind of art and specifically music because you know music is i feel like it's something like when for example it's pandemic and you feel down and you play a melody a couple of melodies guitar on your guitar or you improvise and you feel much much better and 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 not a lot of things can do that to you so if you see that the value of these things that they're so important and they're so impactful why not investing in these things knowing that when humans get to those ages they need things to do they need things to stimulate their mind they need to look for purpose and meaning in life right when you when you pass a certain age so this will be a very this will be a very long term and planning that if parents can do that i mean i know that i will do uh for my kids um 
for sure. Okay, so that's another, that was another thing that is also checked and I just wanted to talk about. Um, I've been, I've been, I have found a couple of podcasts that are very interesting I've been listening to. Uh, one of them is the um, uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. Uh, he he teaches at MIT. As you guys can see that at the same time I'm typing and looking and because this is all uh, live and I don't want to, um, you know, change that feeling. I would like it to be uh, like that, real and honest uh, as it is. So a couple of podcasts. One is Lex Friedman. So he's uh, he's an artificial intelligence scientist at MIT, and he but he talks about the different things. It's interesting to look at uh, to look at things from his perspective because I'll, I often think that uh, scientists have limited. Um, uh, uh, point of view, and they're very much one-dimensional perspectives on things. And he mentions Lex mentions it himself. He says that I'm a scientist who thinks out of the box, and I and I stay my mind open to new and alternative possibilities. That's this is this is very very important. This kind of perspective, especially for scientists, and especially for artificial intelligence scientists, because those are the ones who will be shaping the future of our human's life, right? So we would like to have scientists or AI developers who are aware of uh, human human being characteristics, who are not one dimensional, who are, who are humans, you know. So this is this is extremely important. So is he's he's got very interesting. Um, podcast um i like the ones with michael malice because he taught they touch on different topics sort of like what i do here but they're they're experts in their areas i'm not uh this is just personal views of a very ordinary person that i'm providing my podcast so <coughs> oh excuse <coughs> the other podcast that i just wanted to mention that i've listened to one episode because this each episode is about um three hours long and it's it's, it's, it's rich and heavy so i want to spend more time listening to it it's the hard hardcore history by by dan carlin um if i'm not mistaken yeah hey that's the guy um, um, so he's he's an amazing uh, he's got an amazing podcast. He's been on Joe Rogan's uh, Experience um, podcast. That's, that's where I know him from. Um, so I, I, I highly recommend listening to his podcast. I listened to episode fifty five, which is King of Kings, and it's related to the history of Iran and the Achaemenid kings, uh, Cyrus the Great, Darius the, the Great. Um, and all those kings, the great kings of the human being and Iran, for sure. Um, so I was interested in that part. So the way, <coughs> the way he talks about history, ancient history specifically, it's not uh, a typical way of talking about those topics. So he, his way of saying it is, first of all, he, it, I, I, I feel in his voice that he's also excited about his topics for sure. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't do, he wouldn't spend a lot of time doing researching these topics. So I see that passion in his voice, and also his his voice got feelings and emotion. It's not the monotone kind of um, telling history. So it, he 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 his uh, his work is it seems to me is 
based principle than scientific. It's a, it's a methodic way of uh, talking about history. He's got his own way. He looks at different perspectives from different angles, you know, historians. It's not just one way. To, to the best of his abilities, right? I'm not saying that he's perfect, but I like his perspective. I like his passion. I like his voice, and I like the topics, and I like the way that he talks about history. So, And he does spend a lot of time researching these ideas and topics. So I highly recommend listening to him. His podcast, again, is called Hardcore History. And specifically, I would highly recommend to listen to a couple of his episodes, episode 55 and 56, when he talks about King of Kings. And because that... Uh, that period of history in human being, I think, is extremely important because it shapes uh, many other things that come after. Uh, that, uh, so it's extremely important to know what happened uh, that resulted, for example, to the Arab invasion, Muslim Arab invasions to Iran and what happened afterwards, what happened in Rome, what happened in Greece. Uh, and then we had the Ottoman Empire and all the other things. So it's extremely important So to look at the origin, the root, the kind of like the root cause, historical root cause analysis in a sense. I uh, just wanted to mention these two um, uh, podcasts. Please listen to them if you can. Okay. A um, couple of other things. So I've been um, – I've been – Listening and watching uh, some documentaries and podcasts and some books and articles on on UFOs and un- un- unidentified unidentified um, flying objects or unauthorized, uh, <laughs> they have they have different names for them, um, phenomena or something, uh, un- um, unusual phenomenon. They give it different names, I guess. And there was some some. Uh, uh, there, there was reason behind changing, changing it from UFO to something else. But anyway, that phenomenon. So there's a there's a very um, big name in that phenomenon recently. His name is Bob Lazar. So he was invited uh, to Joe Rogan. So I highly recommend again watching the, uh, doc, his documentary. It's on I think it's, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Um, um, so what he says. He says that I was in Area 51. Area 51, I guess American, my American audience would know about this. This is a, it's a, it's a security protected area by, by military or uh, agencies related to military. And what's known in popular culture in the U.S. is that uh, some UFOs or alien related artifacts or crafts are being kept there secretly from the public. Right. So Bob Lazar says, I was invited to work in that uh, facility and I have seen at least nine uh, crafts like UFOs, spacecrafts, spaceships that are not terrestrial, they're extraterrestrial and the material. So he's 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 tested one of those crafts. This is extremely interesting and exciting because Imagine, like, uh, what I've heard also in Joe Rogan and other shows that Bob Lazar was invited to talk about it. Is this is one of the most important questions of human being? Is it are we alone? Are there others out there? Right. So imagine that there is a craft that's not from this world, and he proves it. He talks about Element One Fifteen. I guess it's a new element. Um, that was not known before he talked about it and other things that we can say that well he's he's honest and he's 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 been also verified by george knapp george knapp is one of those 
He's a veteran journalist. He's, he's been working and published books in this area. I think the one that uh, 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 was long ago, Bob Lazar, he he kind of supported, uh, G- George Knapp supported him to come out and talk about it because, you know, it's a lot of people would say, that, oh, are you crazy? You're joking. You're telling lies or you're making this up you're, or you're a lunatic, talk, lunatic talking about these things. So if you are interested listen to that and also let me know what do you guys think do you guys think that um leave a voice message or comment um for me if you listen to this uh do you believe in ufos have you had any experiences with ufos i've talked to some people that they have um had people in their uh extended uh, relatives or families that they had seen ufos for example in utah in uh, there are other places and actually one of them happened in iran in tehran in 1976 and, and a pilot has seen a, a an, an identified object um uh i think in uh at the top of the presidential palace and then they shot at the, the, the object something like that a pilot has, has has talked about that kind of experience but the the, the thing about um bob lazar and uh, so another, just just remind, uh, just uh, uh, one of the things that I listened to related to this Bob Lazar and UFOs that recently has has been around. And by the way, but the government has 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 kind of proved that this exists, right? So this is a one uh, huge step forward to to know if they really exist or not. So government has said that, uh, yeah, kind of like, yeah, it's true. We're working on it. So the idea is that uh, they don't share because if, because they feel like the public is not ready for that kind of news. Uh, so Lex Friedman has, had invited a, a pilot who has experienced this, uh, this spacecraft spaceship called uh, Tic Tac. It's a very, uh, it's, 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 it's famous. Uh, if you guys Google it, you will see that and there are videos of it. So there are videos of this identified object, but the interesting thing is Alex Friedman, he talks to the pilot who has experienced this and for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or so, they specifically talks about, talk about this kind of experience. Uh, I would say, listen to it and judge for yourself. And let me know if you think that he's is real because he, he talks about Lex um, debunks all the, uh, all the uh, all the things, all the skepticism about this that are um, um, brought forward by other people, by scientists and different people, and that the, the pilot uh, debunks all of them. He refutes all of them with evidence and with logic, and he's he's a, he's a he's a very logical, rational person himself. So he's not like a crazy person, right? So I would say listen to that as well. The Tic Tac phenomenon, and just Google Tic Tac UFO, and in History Channel has the video. So it's there, so I don't know. It's it's extremely crazy when you think about it. But you can you imagine that how things will change if we know that uh, those people are out there? They come and visit us, or uh, I don't know. I don't I don't like to think that they are uh, um, testing or investigating us humans so that they can attack us later or protect themselves. Because I feel like they're way ahead of us in a sense. Because one thing that Bob Lazar talks about, which is fascinating, propulsion is not something. Uh, it's been around. Propulsion has been around, and Bob Lazar is an expert in that area. So he says that even you do propulsion, there's got to be heat involved in it, something like that, 
But what that craft does, and Bob Lazar, that's his theory. He, he thinks that that's how it works because there's no propulsion for that crafts that he's investigated at Area 51. I think it, the, the facility was called, called S4, something like that. Anyway, in that, um, in that area where those crafts are kept, right? So he said uh, um, uh, maybe the way it works is that this material element, um, I think it was kind of becoming like Joe Rogan, testing things, searching to make sure. Yeah, so um, element uh, 115, right? Uh, it's called actually Moscovium. So maybe because of the Russian scientists to be part of discovering of this. It's a chemical element with the symbol MC and atomic number 115. It was first synthesized in 2003. And, and remember, Bob Lozar talked about this element how many years ago? Uh, around, I think, late 80s, 1989, 1986, right? So long before, uh, this was 15, 13 years before this was officially uh, announced. So maybe the same thing is true about the crafts. It's there, they're working on it, and they will announce it once they know what it is. So once they got to know uh, the, the chemistry of this element that they announced in 2003, but they knew about it for maybe decades, and Bob Lazar kind of uh, mentioned that as well. Um, so that was another thing uh, uh, that I just wanted to talk about Bob Lazar. I think I will get back to the topic of UFOs and um, again later, because uh, this is an interesting and the, the interest in it is, is growing, not just by me and many others. I see that they talk about it. The government also is showing some interest and some trust to share some information with the public as well. So these are uh, good good things to talk about um, to, to follow. So we're at 25 minutes. I don't want to go too long. There were other things that I just want to talk about. I might talk about them later. Because these are things that I always talk about, the idea of... So I just want to talk about the relationship and and uh, between these ideas of ego, fear, and curiosity. Because some people were saying that we can... Uh, ego is a good thing because it helps to kill fear, right? If you, if, you, so, if you trust in yourself so much, you have that strong ego in yourself, so not, nothing will be fearful. You will be fearful of nothing. You will be constantly curious to know things because you're kind of risk-free, um, brave, intellectually curious person, right? So, uh, so I just want to talk about that a little bit. I just wanted to talk about Twitter. Uh, I don't have I the only social media account that they have uh, uh, other than LinkedIn is was Twitter for me, and I have. Um, deactivated all all accounts that they had on Twitter because of what they did for uh, to Trump and uh, they suspended and they first they censored a couple of his tweets which was extremely dangerous and which is extremely dangerous and ridiculous um, I agree with Scott Adams and he says that freedom of speech died in 2021 in in the US we can no longer tell our children that we have freedom of speech in the US and I I kind of agree with that I like because that's that's how it felt to me. I don't specifically, I'm not a Trumpist. I don't like Trump, but I do like Trump freedom of speech a lot. And I would like to give that freedom of speech to the people 
who have different ideas from me. It's this is this is United States of America. This is not this is not China. This is not Iran. It's not Islamic Republic in Iran. Okay, so that was very very concerning, and I immediately deactivated all my accounts because you have to stand for your principles, right? For how long would you convince yourself saying that? Well, Twitter is killing freedom of speech, but it's letting me talk. So why do I care, right? This is this is the mentality that has happened in the socialist countries like Russia or um, Islamist socialist uh, regimes, uh, like Islamic Republic in Iran. That's people I've lived there and I've experienced and I've, I'm familiar with that. Uh, with that mindset. So please do not be like that and stand for your principles, stand for freedom of speech, stand for freedom of speech that the, the, the America, American principles and American dream have supported and protected for the human being. We should not let that go. This is extremely important. This is important than any, anything else, even more than pandemic. Trust me, guys, because this could result in many worse things coming if it's not stopped now, which did not stop. Sadly, the coup against Trump worked. Unfortunately, the coup that they that Democrats project on him. I don't want to get political on this. I I would like to talk about it with logic and and uh, having a rational conversation with some adults who are not emotional about any either side of this conversation. But uh, that's what I've done. So I'm, I'm not on any social media, media anymore, and which I'm, I feel good about it, actually. So with that, uh, I had more to talk about, but time is coming to, to be over. So with that, I would like to stop and see you guys very soon, hopefully. Bedrude.